Welcome to Let's Talk Ed and Zahi. We have been talking about how colleges and universities can help students coming from different backgrounds. And uh, we've talked a little bit in our last episode at, at that classroom level about uh, how to work with students that are coming from different levels of, of preparation. And today, what we're going to talk a little bit about is student success in general. And for me, when I think about student success, uh, you know, certainly you, you think about the academic end and you think about making sure that, you know, the tutoring and, and all of that sort of thing is there. But, you know, student success goes much beyond that. And, and today we're going to talk about how student success uh, can help, uh, you know, how, the things that we can do to provide successful opportunities for students from these different backgrounds. Yes. So let me bridge from the classroom to the uh, to the general, the way I see it. And I'm going to say uh, one of the people who have uh, done massive hundreds of thousands of students across multiple continents analyses in education is John Hattie. And, and John Hattie, who's a New Zealander, Australian uh, educational researcher, his, his number one metric that he found to help students is that the institution, faculty and staff, believe in that student. So that's the number one reason for which students succeed, not our how much money we dump into our classrooms and our hallways, not the technology, not, uh, not anything but those. And, and um, at a different point in time, the, the research from the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has found similar um, things, uh, in particular uh, inner city and impoverished school districts in, in the U.S. So how can we take this belief in our students' ability to succeed and move away from the lowest common denominator to establishing high and rigorous standards that they deserve? How, how do we swivel to that and create at the same time the engagement that those students need and deserve in order for them to be retained and succeed? That is, I think, the starting to think about it. Do you agree? I do. And, you know, one of the things that, that I think about is it can be really easy to be cynical um, in, in higher ed because, you know, you do see students that are, are choosing not to engage. They skip class. They, you know, don't study, whatever it is. So, you know, you can kind of quickly go from, oh, yeah, I believe in our students to, eh, you know, if they'd only do this or that. And I, I think some of that is, is cultural, is really driving home the, this belief and, and this, you know, we're going to strive to believe this and we're going to strive to to make sure that, you know, when we see students that, that aren't doing things the way that we want them to do things that, you know, we, we do something to try and help them out rather than just, well, you know, 
sorry, until you get your act together, you're just going to have to learn by touching the hot stove. Yeah, uh, what you said conjured in my mind a couple of different scenarios, you know, like like would the medical uh, and paramedics, uh, medical team and paramedics not do anything to somebody who's got a heart attack because they've, uh, you know, of their lifestyle and what they've eaten and consumed over years and so on and so forth. And, and while we accept it uh, in our classroom, we don't accept it in, in other areas and we want the same practitioners to, to, do, uh, to do something different and go above and beyond. Well, we're not accepting that of our own and we become cynical. So I, um, I, I see it, but at the same time, I feel that this is exactly what the detractors of higher education have been talking about. And, 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 and I think, what the hell dude, is... Uh, and we've talked about it, nothing new, and Zahi talks about them all the time, are co-requisite remediation, number one. Because now you're opening ways and doors for those students to come in and earn college credit rather than earn not, uh, you know, everything but college credit and be at an arm's length away from us. Now they're in, now they're interacting with us, now we have the opportunity of changing the way we work and help them. And the other thing, rather than say, well, under the guise of equality, we're going to grade you all, and this is what you get. I genuinely believe that that the best interactions we can have is when we focus rather than on grade on learning outcomes. Yes, we have to put a grade on our grade book. I get it. We have to report grades for financial aid. I get it. But rather than communicating transactionally about an A or B or a C or a D, let's communicate about the learning. Because that's what the student is here for. That's what the employer expects and the taxpayer expects. So let's talk about those things. And I think those would help us with the engagement. Do you agree with my perspective, my perhaps jaded perspective? No, I, I do. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll ring my bell, too, for the, the stuff that I always get into. And, and that is all of the, the things that happen outside of the classroom. And, you know, those things that, that bring in student success, uh, you know, so, for example, you, you see colleges all over the country that are opening food pantries. Uh, and the reason that they do that is they have found that there are a high number of college students that are food insecure. And... You know, imagine your your level of success if instead of worrying about your calculus exam, you're worried about where your next meal is going to come from. Um, you know, and and it's doing things, you know, clubs and organizations to to help people feel like they are an active part of of the campus. Um you know, so one of the ones that I think about, you know, when we talk about people from differing backgrounds, um, I think TRIO is a, a really good example where, you know, they are there to support, uh, you know, students that are first generation and, and students that come in with, you know, particular disabilities and, and they have things in place to try to help those students. Um, you know, that's one example. There are 
are plenty of other examples too, but, you know, to, to help people feel like they're a part of the process. And then I think the other thing that's really important is, you know, making sure students know that they're allowed to speak up. Um, you know, if you're talking about a traditional age college student, um, you know, someone 18, 19, 20 years old in a community college, uh, college is very different than high school. And um, there are a lot that, that believe that now you're an adult and you're sort of on your own. But if that's never really been said that, you know, hey, if you're struggling or if something you know, isn't happening the way that you think it needs to happen, you know, you need to know that it's it's okay to speak up. And, you know, in some cases, maybe who do you speak up to? Yes. So we need to know our students, right? And, and we see a lot of faculty who are beloved and successfully impact students because they get to know them. You know, on the first, second day, they already know the names of their students, irrespective of the number they have in front of them, irrespective of the number of sections. And they start communicating with them from that prism. So I agree with you wholeheartedly on what's happening outside of the classroom. And I'm going to remind people about uh, what I, what I uh, said uh, with regard to the president of Amarillo College uh, in, in, in the... You know, he he spoke about loving our students to success, and and it 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 sounds touchy feely. It sounds kumbayaish. It sounds like like it really uh, doesn't belong in a workplace. But I believe that it transcends that to where we're allowing the individual to open up to us and we're providing the support. Because like you said, a significant number of our students, I think it's well over 20% of our students in higher education are in food and or housing insecurity. So what comes first, the necessity or the education? And something like, you know, loving your student to success, that costs nothing. Getting to know your students, that costs nothing. And, and that's what I like about that. So we've been talking about how to help students, uh, help their education from, for students coming from differing backgrounds. If you enjoy topics like this, be sure and subscribe to us here on YouTube. Ring that bell down below so you can get uh, notified when we post new content. And of course, you can go back and listen to previous episodes as well. And, if, and we are also on your favorite podcasting platforms uh, as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.